Gather around, friends, new and old, and welcome to the pre-planned podcast, a powwow that I for certain knew that I was introducing us today. Welcome in. My name is Philip. And I'm David, your your other host. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, thank goodness yeah, we have each other. how coordinated we are. <laughs> I know, I know. Between this and the main topic, we are just the epitome of coordination. David, dare we say it? Are we allowed? To, I know next week we already have something planned. But how, do, how do we not talk about this? All how right. do we not talk about this? Let's get into that slaps and off the top. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, so the main topic, which you will hear in a couple minutes, and the game were recorded yesterday, Sunday, uh, the 27th of March. This, we were, we were recording on Monday, the 28th of March, which means it's the day after the Oscars. Wow. I got thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> For all the wrong reasons, the Oscars took to the top of Twitter, Facebook, and wow. dare I even say Grinder. We are trending on all platforms for Oscars. I guess the first question would be, David, did you think it was staged or very real? It was real. It was 100% real. I've got that question a lot. People keep asking me. I'm like, why are you asking me? But but no, it was definitely real. You can tell. You can tell based on, first of all, the fact that the audio was cut during uh, in the U.S. broadcast, but not in the international broadcast. Exactly. That was one on. thing. I, I guess we should actually set this up a little bit more. Uh, in case for some reason you're living under a rock and you've lasted by this point a near week of not having seen any news, any buzz, and you just came back from a hunting trip, maybe a, a submarine trip, and you've been isolated and other things have been more important in your life. During the Oscars, during a live taping of the Oscars, Will Smith went up and slapped the absolute crap out of Chris Rock after he made a, I, I think we can agree on this, a tasteless joke uh, of, on the part of his of yeah. Will Smith's wife uh, concerning her her current uh, hair do that she is rocking. She is going for a shaved head look, uh, but also, and in some background, she suffers from al alopecia, I believe is the proper pronunciation of it. I guess so. I suppose so. Yeah. Uh, so therefore, that has aided in that. So she is rocking it. She is uh, owning it. She's making it her own. Chris Rock made a uh, a tasteless joke in in that, uh, referring to her as starring uh, for the upcoming role of G.I. Jane 2, the sequel. And after which, Will Smith walked on stage and went beyond Kanye and slapped Chris Rock across the mouth. Go ahead, David. It was definitely real. You can tell, first of all, by the the fact that the you know the broadcast like you don't swear on the on like an, uh, an on a national broadcast in the U.S. and there was a lot of swearing. You can you can look it up online. There's the international broadcast. I, I saw it in all its glory. No audio was cut when I saw it. I saw it all uh, <laughs> live, and it was it was like at that point it was like three four in the morning. I <laughs> I was like I was like you know like we were just struggling through it. We were like oh my god why another commercial break? Come on. <laughs> and then and then Will Smith Boom. gets up and slaps Chris Rock and we were like, "Well, I'm awake now." <laughs> and let's just say this. I think Will Smith is in the wrong. I don't think anyone's really that in in disagreement right. with that. Yeah, no. I don't think Chris Rock was in the wrong. I thought the joke sucked. 
It was Terrible in poor joke. taste. Terrible but joke. But people are people are acting like Jada Pinkett Smith is the first person to get roasted at an awards show. This happens all the time. Let me ask you, Phil, if there was no slap and Will Smith had not reacted, and, and you saw Jada Smith's uh, Jada Pinkett Smith's reaction, right? Her reaction was they showed it on camera. She was not pleased. No, but she was not. Imagine that the the stuff with Will Smith never happened. Would we be talking about it today? No, we no. would not because because these kinds of jokes happen all the time. It sucked. It was like not a good joke. I didn't like it. Not a lot of people did. In the moment, though, people laughed, including Will Smith. He laughed. You watch the video. Yeah, he laughs at the. Out. He very obviously laughs at the joke. And then uh, something happened. He uh, the camera cuts back to Chris Rock. Uh, something happens. I, he looks over at his wife, sees that she was not happy with the joke, and it changes in his head. And that's when he decides he's going to do something about it. And it was, I mean, the question for me is like, what kind of example is Will Smith setting for all the people, all the younger people watching? I mean, this even those kids who are, who are in bed by that by then are going to see it probably on social media. If you're like 10 years old or a little bit older, like you've, you've probably seen it now on social media. I mean, what kind of example does it set? Someone tweeted, uh, one of the NFL pundits that that I follow tweeted that uh, if if this had happened at any other show or at any sports event, if someone had walked onto the stage or walked onto the field and slapped somebody, assaulted somebody, they'd be dragged out of that venue. You know, and because it's Will Smith and it's the Oscars and he's up for an Oscar and obviously no one no one did anything about it, but that's weird. It's weird that no one did anything about it because. That's not okay. That's not okay in modern society. No. And the fact that he then, he was then given a voice a few minutes later, and there was nothing that could be done about that. Like, obviously, uh, he, he was still going to win the award. Obviously, the vote had been cast. But the fact that he then got several minutes to talk about it, I also think was kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. I don't know how they could have avoided that, but... It left a bad taste in my mouth that he was then able to stand up there and 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 talk like like a hero. Yeah, uh, I don't know about a hero, but uh, yes, let's continue on with the uh, the longest intro to any episode we've ever done here. Just one more. I mean, how can we not talk about it? How can we not talk about it? I would say yes, I agree in the tasteless joke. You can even see in the opening of the Oscars, if you completely missed the Oscars and you watched the opening, there were jokes made at Samuel Jackson's expense that by the end he got with. At first, they were making fun of him, even though he had just won an honorary Oscar. They were making fun of him, saying that there's some things missing out of his resume. You could see that he had some displeasure on that and then by the end when the joke finally lands uh he he's 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 playing along with it such is the case with many things if i mean god if you look back on the ricky gervais oscars he was throwing out haymakers left and right well he did does it did it uh every year at the golden globes he yeah that's his thing he dishes out zingers and 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 like burns like real burns like he goes after people and that's just how it is and if you're in the public eye it's just reality. You can go on the morning show the next day and talk about how much you hate Chris Rock and how much you think his comedy sucks and like how much you didn't like the joke. That's part of the the spiel. But but like you don't go up on stage and and slap the guy. No, it, it, that's certainly not what you do. You look around and uh, there are certainly other ways that you could have contested that joke. Should you need to, you can go up and discuss it with the, with the man privately backstage. I'm sure it's Will Smith. It's not like us. If we want, if, if, 
somehow, some way, Chris Rock made a joke at our expense. Through what way, through what stream of, of availability would we ever be able to make a meeting with Chris Rock or talk to Chris Rock? Will Smith certainly has avenues with which he could reach through and, and get a hold of Chris Rock if, if that was the case and necessary. This wasn't that. And um, you're right. Uh, it, it's, it's sad that he chose violence. And especially, I think, a, a bigger tragedy, uh, just looking at the man himself, he ruined what should have been his his crowning achievement, and it's sad that uh, that one does that self sabotage. We know that it's it's a uh, it's a stated case that at every Oscars there is some liquid courage going around. These these celebrities get wined, dined, and and Will Smith knew that he was one of the locks of the night, really, to go home with an Oscar. I'm sure he had some some liquid courage. Uh, a plenty leading up to that event and made a poor decision, a poor decision that will probably hang with him for quite some time, honestly, if not forever. You know what was worse than the slap, though, was the the yelling afterwards that keep my wife's name out your effing mouth. I don't think, I don't think so, man. I, I no, I, I don't think it was worse. Like, but that's when everyone went, oh, like this is real. You know, that's when Chris Rock went okay you know like yes i will like in the slap chris rock laughed off but it was when he was yelled at that's when he really looked in shock you know what sure, i mean sure but i mean the man was coming down from a high of just of once course. you get off that testosterone of no, of being like I, I i i suppose i i kind of misspoke like it, it, the slap was obviously the the real thing but the the yelling like was very jarring for me and i think for everyone in the room as well, well yes because that's a moment up until that we all that realized point, People weren't sure, like, was that a planned thing? Was it a fake slap? Uh, you know, in the moment, I wasn't sure. At, at the time, I was like, wait, is this like a, a bit? Are, are they doing a bit? All right. La- last thing here, David, and this is something that I, I responded to you when you brought this to my attention. I think that the way you respond to things shows a lot about who you are and your character. Right. I think even, even crazy as this may sound as we uh we've seen this in the past where somebody such as kanye has gone up and and stolen the spotlight from from taylor swift had will smith even done something to that degree walked up on stage and stole the mic that was not even in chris rock's hand but stole it out of his ear and spoke in to say that this is not funny even that we could have all had a grown-up discussion to say was that a justifiable act to walk up on stage and do this i think that could have been even said you know what it's 50 50 you want to go out and take a shot with your wife or just take a shot at somebody's wife you you, you know you can go up and and then have a retort back on somebody but to go right. up and slap i don't think there's anybody in any crevice of any of any arena that says who's fully thinking about the situation and, and what example it sets where where the repercussions lay that can justifiably say Will Smith was in the right to go up and slap Chris Rock. That is, that is not, that is not, yeah, and thank God. It's, it's horrifying. Yeah. And, and the, and this really will be the last thing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really unfortunate that that took away from all those, like those, the, 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 the artistry that went into some really beautiful films that that's what we should be talking about today, you know, but, the, but we're not, because how could we, when what happened happened, I want to say a shout out, and it won't feature on that slaps because it already has. But Coda, I was delighted. Like it was, it was a you know like how great you know that that Coda won. Like I thought that was really really wonderful. And 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 Troy Coetzer as well. We'll talk about this. Uh, yeah, we'll talk time, about that maybe. later. We, so we really uh, have time. 
Yeah, we really are. So let's get to an already jam-packed main topic as well as uh, the rest of the entire episode. Speaking of wonderful things, and let's get on with it. It has been over a year, 58 episodes, and yet and still, I am embarrassed to say this is the first time we have had Cass and Crossland of Infamy. Of course, you hear them every episode to enter our episode and to exit the episode. But the first time we have had a chance to interview them on this podcast, of course, that is, uh, do you prefer the full your full name or just Alex? Just Alex is cool. Just a, okay, I mean, some cool. people call me Crossland, and that's why... Okay, that's another I, reason. Which is I, his last name? That is my last yeah. name as well. That is that is that's you. So all right, uh, we have yeah. Alex uh, uh, and uh, Cassie, of course, of Alex and Crossland, or sorry, Cass and Crossland. Excuse me, my far, <laughs> far bit. It's all it's you all there. This was right. easier, but apparently, let me, it's let me take over here, Phil. Please, please go ahead. <laughs> okay, I just heard you say Crossland, so it's <laughs> like it's Crossland, not Crossland. Well, because it, every time we say big thank you, big shout out to Cass and Crossland, it's always Crossland. It's it's all in how you say it. There's no right or wrong, but it is a compound noun. So there are two two nouns in there. Cross and land. So we were we we went. Let me tell you, we went through the ringer of names. We were just like, do you want to be just Crossland? No, that's too Jesusy. Yeah, yeah. Cassie and Crossland. It is hard to pick a band name. Yeah, that's yeah. true. What, I've what been was, there. I've been there. Yeah. What was uh, was there anything else that was like right there, or was it just like oh, you know, let's just right freaking stick. Let's just stick right to Cass and Crossland. Crossland and Cass. Oh yeah, well something like that. I have yeah. a whole list of like ideas that never went. Like we wanted to. Oh, the sinking oh, boats. Sinking boats. The sinking boats. Or like felt a little intense. I wrote the copacetics down, and I recently saw that again, and I was like, that's kind of cool, but I don't. I don't <laughs> maybe maybe an album. We went through a whole a whole list of uh, names trying to think of a, a podcast name. I, I have a whole paper. I think it's perfect. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's the same uh, decision, yeah. All right, last one before we actually dive into the interview here. Cass, oh, do you yeah. get a dollar more? Cassie, do you get a dollar more like every performance since you're, you're first? You're first on the night. Cass and Crossland, do you get a dollar more? Uh, no, um, because no. I am a woman. So that's not how that typically <laughs> works out. <laughs> yes. Uh, savage true. All right, let's begin. <laughs> I'll start us off. All right, uh, guys, let's go right at the beginning. How did you guys meet? How did Cass and Crossland come to be? Um, Alex and I also do musical theater and we met performing in this musical called Once, which is based on a movie. Um, Glenn Hansard from The Swell Season wrote all the music and it's a musical where the actors are also the band. It was great to have all those musicians together on stage. And Alex was like, oh, I've been kind of writing music. Like, it'd be cool to collaborate. Um, and we kind of played some songs together, but nothing like too serious. And then uh, we kept booking shows. And so it was sort of like a pipe dream, like, oh, it'd be really cool to form a band. It'd be really cool to write together. But we never had time. And then 2020 happened. And all <laughs> we had was time. <laughs> so we used that, like the pandemic for us. Obviously, this is like speaking from a huge privilege. But for us, uh, it was a big gift because we had all this time um, that we could use to write and record together. Were you guys roommates or something at the time? Was the so you just no, we were we were we were bubbles like I don't think I saw anyone else. I was working at Sprouts, so I was a danger to them, honestly. Yeah. But I was working at Sprouts and they had a bubble and I was just like, I'm not seeing anyone. Let's just like record in a closet and 
we just like um allowed ourselves to get that project done over the summer of that that pandemic yeah. Yeah. and for a while we were writing together just like through sending oh, voice yeah. memos yeah. and this app called the acapella app where you can record parts yes, together yes i've seen it um so for the first little part of the pandemic we were we were writing separately separately yeah. but together yeah yeah a lot of no- notes and recordings voice memos things like that yeah mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guys both sing. What do you guys play? In our group, I play, generally speaking, I play guitar and Cassie plays violin and we both sing, like you said. But we did it kind of all on the recording. Cassie also plays guitar, has written some songs. And like for the recording, Cassie's boyfriend, Matt, who produced our entire EP and is kind of our main sound expert that we use. Um, He played bass on it. We had our good friend Michelle record some drums in a really distanced space um, that worked really well. And then, uh, yeah, we kind of just put it all together by ourselves. And I'm not the greatest piano player. Like I played some on that intro track, but you can take a lot of takes when you're recording an EP. Now we have better players and better people, but (laughs) you know, we, we strung it all together for the recording, but live. We just yeah. play duo, violin, guitar, and vocals. Yeah, and you don't you don't use tracks when you play play live, like with for drum drum tracks or anything like that. No, not not really. We kind of like the the shtick right now is that our live stuff is just very chill and acoustic. Yeah, the closest thing we have to drums is that I play the sesame seeds. Ah, uh, yes, <laughs> yeah. which are on the shaker. <laughs> they're on the EP. I don't have. We should have brought them, but yeah, yeah it's literally like a can of sesame seeds that shake really well. So you guys, so you guys started, you have a, someone who helps you with the, with the producing and the sound. Did you guys do recording before you guys got together as a group on your own that allowed for you to sort of head into that without having like this ginormous learning curve of learning how to produce your own music? The short answer is no. I'm looking yeah, at Cassie like, really, did no. you? I, don't I think know, like but. in high school, I would like record stuff on GarageBand, but that, <laughs> that, you know, it didn't go anywhere. It was just yeah, like same. for my own entertainment. But yeah, we, we had... We had a lot to learn and we still have a lot to learn. We're very lucky. Yeah. And I mean, like during the pandemic, I like got this microphone and like got an interface and even that like is what I recorded your stuff on. But what we did for our EP is, is way beyond our reach. That's like, that's Matt. That's Matt. (laughs) He he knew (laughs) what he was doing and we learned a lot from him. It actually made us want to, we released it and then immediately we're like, let's get back and do another one because we learned so much, you know, but tbd on when those will release but right right uh how long did it take from the inception of cast and crossline from those bubble buddy days to create your first released single how long was that process two two years oh not even a oh, one year yeah when we started like Kinky really Boots. writing together that would have been like the fall of 2019 mm-hmm. that we were like let's do this but we didn't have a plan to record yet necessarily and then our first single came out in October. October of 2020. 2020. So about a year from like, let's do this to putting music out into the world, which is really, really fast. And it's purely because we had so much time on our hands during 2020. And you know, what's funny is our first single that we ever released was not when we were originally planning on recording in June. We would like, we're going to do this. And then yeah, Adeline was the first single we released. And like it had been written way later than all of the other songs that we had had for like months at the time already. So, so, so what, what brought that one forward as opposed to the other ones? It just felt better? We just liked it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> we actually had another song with another female's name called Rebecca that we were like going to record. And then we thought it was like kind of too similar in terms of just like storytelling. So we were like, just preferred that one because of the energy. We still will probably record Rebecca one day. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know why. I wrote that 
Adeline, that song I was humming in the Sprouts freezer, like working one day. And I like recorded a little voice memo <laughs> and that was in June. And then we released it in like October. Yeah. October. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. It's you guys, you guys uh, have written a couple songs with female names. I saw, I was scrolling through Instagram this morning and I came across a family guy clip where Stewie's writing a song about a girl <laughs> and, and Brian says, Oh, how original you're writing a song titled with a girl's name. That's been done so so much, and and Stewie goes, oh yeah, name twenty, <laughs> and Brian and he does, 20. he does, yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so uh, how do you guys balance music, the your your music life with whatever other jobs? Do you guys still hold day jobs? Do you? Uh, I, I, Phil's told me you both work as actors still. So like, what's the balance like? It's tough. I mean. Yeah. We're very aware of when like our music has to take a backseat to our lives. And like Cassie's a, a school teacher. I have a coffee shop job. And so like this upcoming summer, we're both going to be on stage again at Phoenix Theater. And um, can we say that? We might have to edit that. Yeah, no, that's okay. fine. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, we so, can. Yeah. <laughs> what's public knowledge and what's not? Uh, but. No, it's fine. Um, but we, yeah, I teach seventh grade science. Um, so I have a day job that's totally different. And then we, I do a lot of side gigs. Like I play at churches and we play at a memory care facility. So yeah. I played a restaurant gig last night. Yeah. Like, so yeah. sometimes our like original music stuff does have to take a back seat. And it's been hard since everything has come back, which is great. It's been hard to find the balance of when we can focus on Cass and Crossland stuff. I guess the short answer is we're figuring it out as we go. Right. Yeah. Given that live music is sort of just in the last few months, coming back to a, like a full swing. I've got a lot of friends who are musicians who are just now getting used to playing all the time. How often or how many shows have you been able to do? Because you guys started during the pandemic. Yeah, that's kind of the problem. Because we started during the pandemic, we didn't take a traditional path where we were like getting plugged into the local music scene and meeting other bands and like, hey, can we open for you? Like we didn't have that pathway. And so now that everything is open again, we're trying to figure out how to kind of break our way into that scene. Is there a good music scene in Phoenix? I mean, I don't know. I've been yeah, to Phoenix yeah, there one is. night. There it's funny. It's like every venue kind of has their niche, though, and their genres. And so you have to figure out sort of almost who you can play with more so than where you can play. And you just have to meet the people and the people will get you the gigs yeah. more so than like you going up to the venue. But yeah, there's I mean, there's some some really solid up and coming artists around here, too. So it's been cool to see that we've met bands like during the pandemic, like over TikTok or like over Instagram. So we have a show coming up that I'm going to play. I'm going to open for a band that we met on TikTok at the Rhythm Room on April 10th, 10th yeah. Sunday that's right. night. So that'll be cool. So like, that's what I'm saying. Like, those are weird connections that didn't even come from, you know, You're walking around in Phoenix. It, yeah. But yeah, that that was from TikTok or whatever. So that's crazy. So you both sing, you both interchange on musical instruments, uh, but for the rest of the composition on songs, like who takes care of lyrics, harmonies, uh, maybe even song titles, something as, as arduous as that? Who does what on the creation of a song between just the two of you? It kind of depends on the song, but I would say Alex writes like 10 songs to every one song that I write. He writes like crazy. <laughs> He'll like send me like 10 and then I'll be like, oh, I have this one. But yeah. that's okay. What, what percentage <laughs> of the 10 are, are like, yes, let's go Salvageable. forward with this. So, yeah. And honestly, <laughs> it, gets better and be it gets better and better. Yeah. Because at first I would say it was like one for every 20. Yeah. But maybe now it's like one for every five. But it, Ed Sheeran actually has a quote where he's talking about writing songs is like turning on the tap for water. 
you got to let it run for a little bit and then you start getting uh, good mm-hmm. water, you know. But Alex, a lot of times, like I, I would say that the most typical process is that Alex presents a song and then I will kind of like edit it or like fine tune it and change some lyrics around and like maybe change the chord progression a little bit. Sometimes he can get a little more experimental. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that's weird. We need to fix that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I think um my favorite part about it is that again, so much is I just have like an idea like all the time and I like write something down or do something and I kind of throw it together to present. And then Cassie goes, yeah, but what are we trying to say? What are we trying to do? And I think that's sort of the thing I need as a creator. Cassie and I have very different brains in that way. She's very much like, you know, a focused mind and I'm like more of like a large sort of scale. Yeah. um, Alex is like a big ideas person and I'm like the, okay, but what's the plan? You know, I'm a lot more logical and practical, which I think it enables him to to write more because he's not so in his head. He's just like creating and just throwing it out there. And I get a little analytical, but I think that's what makes it work is yeah, that balance. We, we balance each other out. Yeah. The analysis is necessary or else you'd be like, why is that? I don't know. Yeah. Why yeah. is that there? I wish we had examples like even on the EP, there's like little verses that were cut from maggie or oh like, yeah maggie simon yeah. is a great example it was a much longer song yeah the song was and had a really weird minor the, the, section yeah the form was the form really was confusing weird. and so that is one of my favorite songs that alex has written but yeah it took some kind of editing and streamlining some, some finesse yeah yeah some focus. we could just keep going you know what's funny about that song too is that we were having when we met we were having jam nights with the cast of once and that's kind of when we all started like playing our original music and like when i wrote maggie like a year later, the pandemic was, you know, on on a lull and it's just gone up and down. And so we brought it over to our friend's house. And yeah, like in, I think it was at that uh, little night we were throwing together that we were like, oh, well, what if we put this section here and this section here and just redid the whole song like on the spot. And then that kind of came to, to be like what it ended up being as a recording. Yeah. Do you guys have a, fa- so for the listener who, the listener of Pow Wow Podcast, who for whatever reason, after hearing 58 episodes and hearing us mention your name in a thank you at the end of every episode, still hasn't checked you out. What What is your favorite song that you've released? And what would be the song you think that listeners should go to first? What sells your, your sound best? Um, I think because Adeline was our first release and it got the most traction... I think it just, it has a a really good energy. Yeah, it sort of took off. It has our most streams um, on Spotify by far. I always just recommend that to people first, just to get a feel for like the genre, the style. But um, I don't know if it's my favorite of of what we've released. I don't know. Yeah, I would say my favorite is actually something we just didn't release. Mm. We haven't released through Spotify, but we just submitted for NPR's Tiny Desk Contest this year which is a yearly contest that they have for unsigned artists. And we recorded this song called Too Young. That I think that's our favorite thing that is like out there because it really... Yeah, it's technically out there. It's, it's just a, not on platforms yet. Yeah, yeah, it just cuts right to the feelings. It's aggressive. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it's cool. I mean, like it's... um. I don't know why we like really gravitate towards sad songs, even though we're yeah, very Yeah, we're not like sad people. people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're both fairly upbeat people. Yeah, yeah. What is what is the best and worst thing when collaborating together? 
I, I obviously maybe it's distance for you guys specifically. Maybe it's maybe it's uh, whenever she says, why are we cutting? Let's cut out this lyric. And, and Alex is like, but I love that. That was like that was the heart of my soul. The reason why this is <laughs> what, what's the worst thing and best thing about collaborating with one another? I really try to come to our writing sessions with like a really open mind. Yeah, I'd say the hardest thing is the physical time to do it is like Mm -hmm. literally finding a time to sit down have a drink and just talk about the songs that i currently have on deck or Mm -hmm. cassie has on deck cassie has written actually some of my favorite songs that we haven't recorded yet cassie wrote yeah my (laughs) favorite i was just telling her the other day we just had a, a backyard show the other day and i was like can we switch this out and play your song instead but we ended up not doing that but like i don't know i think like very rarely has there been a moment where what you what you suggested of like, but I really like that part. Why why are we changing it? I think that's only happened maybe twice that I can think of that it's been like, no, like it's not confrontational, yeah. but just been no. like, no, no, I feel really strongly about this. Most of the time we're very receptive to each other's ideas. We definitely sure. feel like I think maybe that gets to be more of an issue when it comes to the arrangement. And I think that's just because we're two people trying to figure out six or seven eight parts do you know what i mean so i think that's more like where it's like i reach out to cassie and i'm like i don't necessarily like this violin line and she's like well it's what i had to come up with because we're only two artists you know what i mean so (laughs) i think those are those i guess we see more frequently but i love the the times where we get to actually arrange a song and that was what was really cool about the song we were just talking about too young is that we knew we liked the song but we threw a band together because we wanted to record it for NPR, but we hadn't arranged the song at all. So we just brought people together who we knew could play and they made the parts up as we went. So that was interesting wow. because during the, wow. yeah, because during the pandemic, we like jammed, like it was a band yeah, you yeah. Know, day. You know what I mean? And we had a couple days like that before we sat and recorded it. And, you know, there were moments where we were like, you know what, can you actually play it like this instead? Or, but for the most part, like we introduced the song to them and like kind of gave the reins to everybody in our group um, who we can shout out. Matt was on guitar, electric guitar and um, mixed and produced the whole thing. Our friend Derek Hester sang background vocals and played keys. Our friend Lauren Michelle, uh, sorry, Lauren, Lauren McKay, McKay uh, Lauren McKay, who was in once with us and Michelle Chin, who was in once with us. So was Matt actually too. Yeah. But um, so we had some friends from that initial like writing powwow come and play with us again. So that was really cool because it, it felt like there was a lot less pressure on us to do those things, which have been stressful in the past, you know? Yeah, more collaboration. Do you guys have a dream artist or group whom you would want to open for one day? I don't know. That's such a hard question. I think like my gut answer is always going to be the Lumineers because that's like probably oh, our yes. very similar like, vibe, right? Yeah. Yes. yeah. Yeah. And like I just didn't want to say it because that was my answer too. <laughs> but I was like But I feel like that for, for both of us, like we have we have different tastes in music in general, but there is some overlap and the Lumineers is like a big part of that overlap yeah. and definitely a big influence. Mm-hmm. And Wesley Schultz of the Lumineers is actually is like the nicest person on social media yeah, it's like, he, like clearly nice. he, he he like runs his own account and anytime that we tag him and things are like we did a cover of a lumineer song and he like sent us a really lovely comment so yeah um yeah we aspire to be like them yeah their collaborative we call him process, daddy schultz daddy schultz i hope he <laughs> never sees this I, I hope he does see <laughs> um their process is actually really similar because it's jeremiah who um plays the drums when they play live but he also writes all those really crazy 
like orchestral cinematic piano parts. That's Jeremiah's yeah. writing. <laughs> so Jeremiah and Wesley, exactly, precisely from Ophelia. Um, yeah. So Jeremiah and Wesley write all the songs together and then they bring it to the band. And that's kind of similar to how we do it too, which I think is interesting. But uh, You guys recently, some you've talked about, you recently submitted a Tiny Desk NPR submission that the people can check out on YouTube right now. Links on your socials. Uh, explain a little bit what the Tiny Desk affiliation is and how long of a goal was it for the band to get selected? Great question. We submitted last year for the Tiny Desk contest. They NPR does this contest every year and it's for unsigned artists. And last year we we submitted um, the death of Maggie Simon and we actually got selected as a desk of the day for the month of Ooh. June. They were like sharing an entry on their stories, which was very cool because it's like over 10,000 entries. Um, so that's pretty wild. But anybody can enter and NPR, you know, states in their like rules that Every single entry gets watched in its entirety. Yeah. The rules are fairly simple. It's just essentially, you know, all over 18, all U.S. citizens and then all um, original songs. Original songs. You have to have a desk. Okay. So there are some rules, but (laughs) and then the only other rule is that you just have to be unsigned independent artists. So, yeah. You know, what's funny, though, is that like we were talking because we had jammed a couple times before, you know, the pandemic started. And the plan was was to record a tiny desk submission because i always i knew it about the contest for years it's been going on for like i think eight or nine years now um so in 2019 when we started jamming we're like 2020 is going to come and we're gonna submit to npr even if we had no music out or anything like that and then it never happened because of the initial right coming about of the pandemic so that was crazy so we had the idea three years ago now yeah last year we did it and then this year we just finished our submission as well which was really awesome so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll see. Yes. That maybe we went too wild for them because we watched our <laughs> old video again. We're like, it's just very um, acoustic and soft. And then this new song, which we love, is just a lot different than Maggie and than our Maggie recording, at least. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe they just won't like us this time. You never know. Well, each year, just give them a new flavor. Next year, go yeah, to exactly. rap. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I'm not that familiar with Tiny Desk. Uh, what What's the end goal post that? Oh, if you well, if you win the contest, by the way, you get like they like fund a tour for you, and you get a you a get proper tiny desk, tiny desk concert. Concert, which yeah. is um, you haven't watched the, David. You haven't watched the tiny desk. Um, tiny desk is fairly big. Videos. I've you heard haven't of watched tiny any. Desk. Wow. Okay. No, it is yeah. like a YouTube no, I have, but rabbit I hole. Seen it. Right. Yeah, yes. you will watch every big artist ever. I feel like has done some sort of tiny desk. Well, what what kind of music do you listen to, by the way? Oh, I listen to like a lot of indie rock. Oh, that, I'm guaranteed someone you love has been on Tiny oh, Desk. Oh, I'm then. sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Lumineers Tiny Desk is actually Yeah, it's very good. One of my favorites to watch. It's very good. good. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I just This is a Lumineers interview now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite? Uh, is there an upcoming album Oops. single to be expected? Date, set, time? Is it in the works? Well, we will say it's in the works. Yes. There is there okay, are that good songs that have been laid down and need some tweaking but um what's funny about doing this independently is you learn how it really works and it takes not only the production which we're still not finished with but after that once you have the song done it still takes like six weeks to get it on all your streaming services so <laughs> at the minimum it's six weeks away but it, it's more realistically we probably won't get to it for the fall realistic. yeah, yeah. Okay. that's the goal right now the goal all right, guys. Well, let's uh, let's transition away from the Lumineers 
and let's go to a game. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. Yeah. You know, we'll keep them in our hearts, but we'll we'll take yeah. them with us to the game. Uh, let's go along. If you guys are okay with that, let's go along yes. uh, and move on forward. Sure. This episode of Pow Wow Podcast is sponsored by Sides. Meet Sides. S-I-D-E-S, an app that helps you take the law into your own hands. Turn ordinary agreements into binding contracts in seconds. Then if a dispute arises, sides will step in to resolve it for you. Wait, Phil, that one, that was supposed to be my line. What did we agree to in the contract? I don't know. I, I guess we can use sides to settle this dispute because each dispute costs a small one-time fee. And if you win, which I will, it's all awarded back to you. Sign up now and get 16% off for a limited time only. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Always hits the spot, doesn't it? Oh, it really does. It really does. This is Bite Me. We've come back around to one of our favorites. Bite Me is our mini segment this week. And I'll start out because uh, we're, we're fresh off the Oscars. And Encanto won for Best Animated Feature. And See, it did. Encanto sucks. It's, it's so, <laughs> like, it's so, like, everyone's so excited about it. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's not... It's not a very good musical. It's not a very good animated movie. The characters are super generic. Uh, the there's the cultural significance of it. Like this is not Coco. Encanto is not Coco because Coco is deeply ingrained in the culture that it's representing. Right, the story is comes directly from that culture. You can take all the plot points of Encanto and transplant that in any culture around the world. There's nothing significant to the plot about the, the culture. Like you can take magical house with a family full of magical abilities who help the town around them, transplant that in like Bavaria and make it instead of a casita, it's a, it's a, a Kleine, whatever houses in German. <laughs> I, I would <laughs> like have no clue. Transplant it anywhere, transplant it in freaking Vietnam and call it whatever it is in Vietnamese. Uh, there's nothing special about the the cult. There's nothing cultural really about the story. It's it's just not the music isn't that good. It's not only a few of the songs are actually Latin. You know, most of them are very poppy, and there's not again like it's just not there. Uh, and there's a villain in the beginning that never features. Like, it's just not very good. Like this is not even just a few years ago, and and this is like Moana was not mind-blowing but it was good it was really really good because it was significant to the culture that it was telling a story about and so this is not that and this is certainly not coco i'm just so like i'm so disappointed that it won i like it's not a good musical it's not a good animated movie and if you disagree with that you can go ahead and bite me Oh, the rule of bite me to not be able to respond is excruciating. But we move on to my bite me. Guys, it's time to live in the now, in the truth, and in the honesty. Extra crunchy peanut butter is the peanut butter to eat. To say it's gross is like saying you don't want any cookie dough bites, just cookie dough ice cream. Like an entire ice cream made out of cookie dough. It's too much. A chicken noodle soup can only have broth and no chunks of chicken. What world are you living in? Or a lobster ravioli 
can only have pureed lobster, not actual chunks of lobster in it. Think about what you're saying, people. If you don't want peanut butter chunks in your peanut butter, what is wrong with you? The essence of what the entire being is gives texture, a flavor combination upon which makes peanut butter edible, makes peanut butter what it is, the king of all that it can possibly be. And for you to say that extra crunchy peanut butter is ew, is disgusting, is something not worth exploring within every crevice your mouth can find, I say bite me. And of course now comes the once more and we had a little trouble trying to think of what we should talk about, what what kind of relates to to what we talked about in the main topic. We're definitely doing a music-themed episode here. Certainly. And so we thought we'd look at music videos. Does that kind of combine cinema and music? Well, kinda, maybe? maybe, but but even yeah. even if you want to talk about our, our interviewed guests, they were talking about their TED Talk. Uh, their, yes, their, excuse yeah. me, their, their, te, uh, their tiny, tiny desk. desk. Sub, excuse yeah, me, not, not TED Talk. Not TED Talk. <laughs> they, were ta- <laughs> they were talking about their tiny desk submission. And as such, you can find that on YouTube. It's a music video of sorts. So we tried to transpose that into our favorite music videos of all time. Now, again, the caveat here, not the best of all time our favorite music videos i'm sure queen bohemian rhapsody would probably be like one of those iconic things that you would not be able to uh, have a list without including them on it but stuff like that that's just before my time those aren't my favorite music videos so i guess let me start out here and i'll give an honorary mention somebody that you used to know by goatee i i just the visual i don't think it necessarily marries well to the to the to the to the song but it's so good and when they actually do incorporate and look at each other within the film or within the music video it just there's a lot of that that really sticks out to me anytime i hear that song i immediately follow along within the music video i think that's a good sign of any music video is when it can marry in your memory to the song itself so let's go to my favorite i think in order to be a favorite song or excuse me a favorite music video for anybody the song itself has to subjectively, you have to like that song. So what? in order to even begin to like my favorite music video, you have to like this song. The song, of course, is We Found Love in a Hopeless Place by Rihanna. I love Rihanna. If you look at the at the music video, it tells a story. I think it it abstractly touches along with the, the, the music and the lyrics so very well. You can see the entire story without having to have it spelled out to you. It's very artistic. I love how free-flowing it is. And of course... I love Rihanna, so why would I not love this song? My favorite, We Found Love in a Hopeless Place, you, David. I don't love the song, so I think they're they're in, you're right, like it just, uh, that sort of dictates how you approach the subject. Now, I approach the subject from two different directions. Uh, first of all, real sort of real song music videos. And so a couple honorable mentions. I wanted to pick something from the 2000, like the two, between 2000 2009. And so a couple honorable mentions, Hey Ya by Outkast. And Ooh, Toxic yes. by Britney Spears, both really great. But my favorite real sort of real song music video is really weird one. But it's I was looking through a list of 2000 iconic music videos and Sugar We're Going Down Swingin' ah. by Fall Out Boy. You know, the guy with the, the antlers 
and he like there's the girl and he has, like has this sort of love story with the girl and i love the song by uh sugar we're going down swinging by fallout boy is that the one that's a continuation almost of uh the saint a scene it's a it's an arms race where don't they do a music video that almost so. continues off of a previous music video it might be a different song but this ain't a scene i think has an entirely different music video Right. There's either way. I know Fallout Boy did that. You could be right. You could be right. Right. I don't. I don't. I don't think I know Fallout Boy's music videos that well. But that one is one that I really love. But now, real the real best music videos are parody songs, and like those, like those music videos to me are by far the best. And like the music video you and me starred in. No, not that. We're we going to completely <laughs> ignore that. that music video. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that in a later in a later episode. I'm sure in a few years, maybe. <laughs> um, no, so I I thought about some Weird Al, but you remember the guys who did What Does the Fox Say? Yeah, the Nor- Norwegian guys. They they go by Elvis, yes. like Elvis, but with a Y instead of an E, and they have a song called Yogurt. Now that music video is phenomenal. Uh, there's just so much going on. There's so much going on in the background. Like you can follow plot lines in the background if you watch it closely. It's it's fantastic. It's such a, a great music video. Very, very well done. I love those guys. They're actually really funny. Forget what does the fox say. They've got some really funny songs. Check them out on YouTube. Yeah, that, that's pro- those like really are the only ones really worth watching. Other music videos I could I could take or leave. <laughs> All right, let's get to the game. Cass and Crossland are joining us, rejoining us, I suppose, uh, for the game, since we've taken uh, a few segues here. But let's get back to the game. But before that, of course, uh, as you know, David and Cass and Crossland, uh, being a part of the podcast, you should know as well, we get a few more questions to get to know you guys as people, not just from what you do. Uh, get more intimate. And since you guys are technically my guests today, David, you get two questions. I get one. So why don't you start us off, Hoffman? What is the best sequel movie of all time and why? We'll start with uh, you, Cassie. Oh, no. <laughs> she wasn't ready for this. She was like, all oh, right. Wait, no, I actually, okay. I do have an answer. I do have okay. an answer. Can it be at like a the third? Because that's sure, like still yeah. a sequel, right? Of course. The third, the third Back to the Future. Oh, the Western, yeah. the Western, the Western one. Western. I love right. the Western one. Yeah, it's a good the one. train yeah. going off into the into the sunset. Yeah. Back yeah. to the Future Two is the future one, though. Yeah, yeah. that one's yes, yeah. The creepy. It's creepy. Yeah, it's it really. Is. Dark. I watched all of those during the pandemic as well. Yeah, uh, for the first time. It's really dark. The second one. That's absolutely well, a great answer, Alex. Thank you. I f- like my brain instantly went to the Dark Knight, which. Yeah, you know, well, uh, but like, it's cliche, I think for like it's a good, it's good, it's cliche, but that's just where my brain went. Good answer. I mean, it's good answer, like good answer. I think, <laughs> yeah, can I we see like, the Dark Knight? Yeah, um, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> number one, number one. I think it's my favorite sequel movie, with the exception of maybe Empire Strikes Back. Sure, oh, sure. I think um, then after thinking about it more. 22 Jump Street is um, that is very so, it doesn't funny. deserve to be that good very but it's funny. very good it does not the fr- they're both very good but I yes. yeah again that one was I, f- I forgot well, about that similarly one. since you guys met doing a production of Grease I prefer Grease 2 to Grease you're, 1 you're wild wow. I prefer you're Grease crazy <laughs> michelle pfeiffer all the yeah, way you want a smooth writer is that what geez uh, it's a cool writer thank cool you writer. very much excuse me, <laughs> excuse me. yikes <laughs> yikes yeah 
Phil, why don't we move on to your question? Yes. What would be the cast and Crossland equivalent to the Beyonce demand of keeping the room at a precise 78 degrees or wanting four pink Skittles in a cup or a vanilla scented candle? What would be your wackiest demands? Probably the fact that we don't use an actual shaker. We want to put a sesame seed <laughs> thing on every recording. And Matt is like, no, it's not loud enough. It's not like <laughs> properly shaken because you have to shake it like a certain way. And we're like, no, but it just sounds better. It just sounds better. Just put it on the recording. Just put it on the so recording. So if you, if you arrived at a venue and you forgot your shaker and they handed you a maraca, what would you say? Is there an Asian market nearby? Because <laughs> this will not do. This will We've not done be it in the acceptable. past. You've brought, you've brought a proper shaker to a gig and hated it. I know. Just doesn't have the same weight distribution. I know. Doesn't have the I would soul. say LaCroix. Oh, yes. LaCroix oh. would also be like if we had the luxury of having demands instead of just being like, oh my God, we're so happy to be <laughs> here. Thank you. Yeah. Maybe like, can we have some key lime LaCroix, please? Yeah. yeah, right now we're showing up to gigs like, do you guys need anything? Like, still <laughs> so. Can I, I, don't can I know. get you something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Okay. All right. In typical David fashion, my second question is the is the more interesting one. Have either of you ever had to deal with your musical counterpart sloppy drunk oh and i want a story if there is actually not <laughs> not really we both we both handle our alcohol pretty well yeah and i would say the the problem is like we'll go out and drink a, a, after a gig or after a dur even during a gig you know for low stakes gigs but we all i feel like we always have so much gear to lug around like we uh, always have yeah. somewhere to go after or like if we carpool one of us has to stay mm -hmm. sober so that's like a tough question. I when would we say, uh, you've probably seen me sloppy drunk. Oh, I'll throw myself parties? on the sword. Yeah. She just <laughs> she just really wants to sing. I remember I do now, I do remember this. Yeah. Wait, like when at those initial parties, yeah, you were like, like the once cast parties. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, you just want to get up and sing from the musical theater book, I guess. But yeah, that's not atypical to me. Yeah. I don't think that's it's not too far off of your personality. You just yeah. really I'm not like crying sing. or throwing yeah. up. I'm like, let's sing Les Mis. <laughs> but it's just its own problem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, David, enter us into the game. Give us a full description. What are we what are we expecting here? So we're gonna be playing an uh, an impressions game. So we're gonna be partnering up. So Phil will partner with one of you and I will partner with the other. And then uh when it's Phil and Phil's, let's say Phil is partnered with you, Alex. Uh, when it's your guy's turn, I will text one of you with a either a individual, a celebrity, a character, or a region, and you will have to do an impression of that person or the <laughs> accent or dialect from that region. Oh no! And it'll be your partner's task to guess the uh, the impression that you're doing. Now you will get one. Uh, the impression has to be two two simple lines long, no longer. And you'll get two guesses. The first one, if you get it right, is worth two points. If you get it wrong and you get it on the second time, that's only worth one point. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm just nervous. Yeah, my anxiety <laughs> levels are through the roof. <laughs> David, who would you like to take on your all-star draft here as your partner? Uh, <laughs> no pressure. I'll take Cassie. Maybe. I'll take Cassie. Cassie. Nice. Alex, you and me, Good baby. Choice. All right, <laughs> let's show them up. Going All down. right, uh, <laughs> since you drafted first, why don't I give an impression first? I'll send it to you here, right. David. Oh, let's, my goodness. Let's Love do this. That. Love that. Okay. All right, Cassie, Cassie, are you ready? As I'll ever be. All right. 
That's the thing about high school girls. I keep getting <laughs> oh. older, but they just stay the same age. All right, all right. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> it's Matthew easy. McConaughey. It's easy. Yeah. There we there go. go. <laughs> Point on the board. We didn't say this would be complicated. So two points. <laughs> it two just points. might be embarrassing. But that, but that was a good impression. That was yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> Nicely done. Nicely done. All right, Hoffman. Like, is he here? Yeah. Matthew, is that you? I will allow... Up to two passes. So each one of you will get at least one pass or just you will get oh, one pass. That's kind. If, Thank if you. If you don't know the person or if you really just can't do it. Or if it just turns out wildly offensive <laughs> because of how, how bad it oh, is. Oh, no. That's the great content. <laughs> that's what we want. It's going to be controversial. <clears throat> Here we go, Alex. Mm-hmm. That is the second time you've spoken out of turn, Miss Granger. Five more points from Gryffindor for like, being an insufferable I feel like that's cheating. Talk. I feel like that's cheating. <laughs> like you need, feel to, the same you need way. to be like, you need to say like, "Welcome to the ice cream shop." You need to like say something completely unrelated <laughs> I mean, to the Harry said, Potter I universe. I use the Matthew McConaughey quote. Oh, I guess that's true. So we each get we each get one line from here on out. We're just being innocuous. Yes. I, I feel like that'd be funnier. We'll try. But we'll try. So okay. Hard. <laughs> no. okay. That so, does make it very hard. It's very okay. clearly Alan Rickman's Severus name. I but. love that. Yes, absolutely. All right. So from now on, per Alex's request, we're making this harder. Oh, we're going God. into talk about something else. I I Wait, love it. Can, why don't we just make it like, because I just said, welcome to the ice cream shop. Why don't we just, <laughs> you have to say welcome to the ice cream <laughs> shop. Why? Uh, why? We'll see. You well, haven't right. had to do it yet. You're talking well, a big game. I, let's do it. Let's I'm not saying it's going to be good. I think it's going to be funnier. <laughs> All right. Let's Alex, see how this, this next hurt. round goes. Yes, Cassie, I'm going to be sending this to you. Hey, I have to say what? Do you know? Do you don't know who that is? No, no, no. I just am Alex through new rules, and now oh, I don't know yes, how to yes. do it. What, what's, her, what's, her, what's her line? Give her her line, Alex. Well, do you want something like that's different than Welcome to the I think Ice it Cream should Shop? Be, it should be longer than something Welcome a little, to the Ice Cream Something a little Shop. more elaborate. Whatever you I just don't, com- think, sure, sure, I don't sure. think it should involve character names or anything sure, like sure, that sure. because that's a big giveaway. All right, Fair here enough. we go. I have an idea. Okay. okay. David, you beautiful land mermaid. Welcome to the Ice Cream Shop, the finest in Indiana. Oh, oh is it? I know. Oh, I, I think like I, I think I know. I'm trying to remember. Is that I'm a direct go- line? Can I? Am I allowed oh, to no. Google her name? No. Uh, yeah, because you're not. Yeah. yeah, that was good. Thank that you. was very good, v- Cassie. Great job. Oh yeah. Thank you. I do act a little. <laughs> also, <laughs> she's like my my. Uh, is it spirit character is it icon? Amy Poehler's Leslie Nope. It sure yes. is. Yes. I love her so much. I almost thought when like the first five seconds after you finished that you were trying to do a Chris Traeger. Or a Rob Lowe yeah. from the enthusiasm. Is yeah, yeah, the enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she goes up and down emotionally in that show. I love her so much. Yeah, coming at you, Alex. Oh, sheesh. Oh shoot! I don't think I'm that good at this one. Um, okay, I'm. I'm gonna give this a shot, but it's gonna be really bad. All right, Phil. Let's do this. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the ice cream shop. It is. A very good ice cream shop. Several times you might find yourself (laughs) coming here. Okay. When you have nothing else to do. That's really bad. Based off of that, Alex, 
I'm going to have to go with. Were you going for Sean Connery? Maybe. <laughs> oh no! Wait. The other two guessed it completely right. Well, David gave it to me, but oh, Cassie well, yeah. had it. But you got it dead wrong, my friend. Oh no! <laughs> All right, I get. I get well, a. You get another guess. I get another guess, but, but I get more of an impression. Yes. Do, do you want? <laughs> Alex, I think, yes. Alex said, I think you should do more. Alex said while we were going to help you, we were momentarily <laughs> off air, and Alex said, "I'm not doing any more." Uh, no, it's fine. It's fine. Hold on. Um, let's see. Okay. God no. Um, <laughs> how would you do it? Okay. Okay. It's not my job right it's now. Not my job. <laughs> my, that is not my problem. That is above my pay grade. Okay. At this ice cream shop. You can purchase many flavors, things in which you may find yourself. <laughs> That's about, I mean, I don't know. That's all you're going to get, Phil. That's all the wisdom I have for today, really, guess, about the ice yeah. cream shop. I'm going to go with Rango, Johnny Depp's Rango. Oh, wow, I've never seen that guess. You movie. did sound like you were from the old west. I can't do it. I don't know why. I can think All of right. several reasons. Who the Wait, heck did David, I miss? David, let's hear your Morgan Freeman. So oh. I'm not like fucking. Oh. So I'm not like embarrassed because let's hear somebody else try it. Never mind. You don't have to try it. I got embarrassed. I was the one who had the the by far the hardest. Okay. No, no. Uh, I don't. I, I, I'm not sure why we are so obsessed with ice cream shops i don't know i don't i You've can't got do some it either west but... in there too i can't do it, it either. the west the west gets in there a little bit that's where i'm like ah oh, okay no points scored there i'm gonna be sending this to uh back to david <laughs> good oh no great wonderful <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay uh, um <laughs> And remember, this is for you, Cassie. Am I allowed to play on the whole yes. ice cream shop thing? Yeah. Yeah, to you don't have to be stuck like, to the ice cream yeah, yeah. in there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd prefer if we just kidding. <laughs> Stop. Now Stop I have running. never wanted ice cream quite as much as I do now. But standing here in this ice cream shop, I believe there might be lactose in the lactose free sorbet. Oh. Okay, okay, okay. I think I know it. Um, hang on. <laughs> I need to Google something. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. What she's Googling. Oh, I think she's on to something here. Are you um, Daniel Craig in Knives Out? Yes! yes! That was yes! basically what Morgan Freeman was for me. Yeah. I mean, I pretty much did the same voice. I, was, I just spoke a little louder. And, yeah, and I know. Well, there was a little twang to that, that little was good. I recognize There's that been a murder. There's been a murder. There's some dairy in this. I, I thought this you were going to take it to the donut shop, David. It was, you, know what? you know what? It's the fact that you knew what to say. It was the it was the line, there might be lactose in this. Yeah. That, one did it. that was the clue in. Yeah. Uh, I bet if you hadn't seen the movie, there would have been no way. Um, no way. Foghorn, Leghorn. What's that? Oh, yeah. Tunes yeah. I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah. I see. <laughs> All right, Phil, this one's coming at you. Oh, that's right. You can you can say if you want. Yeah, I think I'm going to. Can I, I? I don't feel too comfortable with this. Oh, so you want to skip this one? Yeah. Can I skip it? Have you may, but you're not allowed one. to skip this next <laughs> one. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
Oh God. I have an idea, by the way. Oh, stop changing the rules. No, 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 no. No, it's it's <laughs> it's fun. It's an it's not a change of the rule now at you all. You have to be you have to pretend to be a pirate pretending to be these <laughs> a- accents. Just just compound the problem here, Alex. Yes. No, no, no. I have a I have a really good idea. Trust me. <laughs> Trust you. And now do I need to yeah. can I take over the podcast for a sec? Once <laughs> you're done with your impression. Once I'm done with Once my impression. Your... Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Alex. You get a point for this. Simpatico, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. do this. Okay. Well, I say there's a nice looking ice cream over there. I, do you happen to have any, any, anything to whet my appetite while I'm while I'm enjoying this ice cream? Maybe a maybe a nice strong Guinness. Unless there's like someone who speaks specifically like that, I would just go and say Irish in general. <laughs> yes, Irish okay, okay. is correct. <laughs> I was like, is there someone who's just generic Irish <laughs> who's in most, our culture that I should know about? Is that Ed Sheeran? I, I, dare, I, I, say, I, like, I dare I say there's, pro- there's actually millions of them and they all yeah, live in you know, Ireland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, my idea. Common I'm gonna, I just want to spitball this. Um, since we're... Um, you know, on your show as like sort of uh, uh, your musical guests, yeah. I'd like to give you guys impressions, but they have to be musical impressions. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, I'm down with that. I sing, David, but I'm yeah, not a singer. That... <laughs> well, we now know you like Arctic Monkeys or something like that. I can give you something like that, but oh, no, 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 no. It will just be like famous, like easy ones. But I just want to. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, okay. I'll try anything once. I'm gonna message David one right now. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't message Philip. This is what I'm saying. We, I, we, since you've never done this, this might be too easy. You don't know. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Hold on one sec. We're casting our collaboration. <laughs> per the use. Wait, but but who's guessing now? Does has Cassie seen what what oh, you wait, just I sent me? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Philip has to guess. I guess. I guess. I guess, I guess. I'll guess what David does. I guess we're doing this. Yeah, I can't show you. What for, the heck? Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Just this is just for the hosts now. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. I really want some ice cream. Uh-huh. <laughs> I want chocolate flavor. Uh-huh. That was really good. You booked the part. I know the people listening to the podcast right now can't see it, but your hips were just gyrating like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it had to be Elvis. Had to be Elvis ordering a, be. A, a banana Do, split. Yes, a, bana- a peanut butter have banana. A yeah. future in Vegas. Yes, I would say so. You got that. You got the curl I right got now the too. Hair, you got the hair, yeah. yeah. David, yeah. I swear to God, there is a place in Vegas in every ice cream shop that they have available to. <laughs> <laughs> I will be oh, the Elvis yeah. impersonator at the ice cream shop at in the Vegas. ice cream shop. Right, Elvis ice cream. Oh wow! How do I? Okay, you can order pistachio or chocolate chip Rocky Road. You can eat the wafer, or you can go lick a toad. <laughs> There's all these types of ice creams waiting for you to lick. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> Who would you good. guess, David? Who would you guess? <laughs> Who would I, I would yeah. guess? Uh, John Lennon. <laughs> yes, yes, there you go. But I mean, kind of, you kind of, the tune kind of gave it away. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I was going more for the tune that I don't, I don't like. If I was to go, wow. I think I've heard him. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Wow. 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 Yeah, I, I was like, great record. <laughs> yeah, great record, John. <laughs> I think the only thing I would have known is like the Forrest Gump interview of like the the time oh, yeah. I heard him speak. So I was like, how do I do John? Yeah, so anyway. you should watch that that freaking documentary if you haven't. <laughs> yes, it's, it's on great. Apple. 
crazy. Yeah, it's yes. on Apple. Wait, it's get crazy. Back. Get back. It's yeah. on Disney Plus. Oh, it's on Disney Plus. Sorry. It's on Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. It's one of the well, yeah. Maybe you guys don't know this about Phil, but I do. Phil is not that big of a Beatles fan. Whoa. Whoa. Hey, hey now. Controversial. <laughs> I know, right? Hey now. Huh. <laughs> hey now. Easy. All right. <laughs> I know. I, I didn't want to start a war, but uh, but Switzerland over there just, but here just we threw are. a shoe at you. Here we are. <laughs> I know. I know. All right. So last impressions here, David, before uh, before we get to our final score. You guys will have to miss your last impression in order for us to, uh, me and Alex, to 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 get oh, there, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. I For guess. How many system? have we done? How many have we done? We've only done I've, three official Three. Ones. So we need one, two more, two more to make our normal five. Yeah. Two more each. Okay. But if we win this one, well, well, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there when the, we the get there. The game is still wide open. The game is afoot. I just the, can't believe I got Morgan <laughs> Freeman. The, <laughs> what is it? I detect foul I'll, play. Oh, yeah. Uh, whose turn was it? I, I've You're lost sending track. it to Alex. I am sending it to Alex. Okay. Yes. Oh yeah. I'll have to skip. I don't. I don't. Oh, have, man. I don't even really okay. know what that is. Oh wait. Oh, I'm so from, disappointed. From that thing. Can I? Yeah, can technically, I help Cassie them? doesn't. Doesn't you mute yourself. Can, you can. You can consult with Cassie. Yeah, but you'd have to mute yourself. That's what I thought, but. I still want to skip. Okay, all right. <laughs> You're using skip. your skip. I'm very sad that you are skipping Doctor Evil. I yeah, that was that come on, Alex. Flavors. Oh, there, there it is. I literally would be like, I don't even know what his voice you, man. Yeah, there it is. There it is. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about right. that. Like I would have just done the pinky. That's all. I. That's all I could have pulled up. Like out of my memory. Okay, this one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hold- <laughs> Are we eating ice cream? Oh boy, that's exciting! I love ice cream. Thank you. All right, that's pretty good. All right, very good. Now that is really good, but it leads me to two roads, and I don't think it's the second one. So I'll start with the second one first. But I'm not—that's not my official guest. It's either Towley from South Park. Oh no! Don't forget to bring a towel. Uh, But I don't think it's him. I think it's Mickey Mouse. It is. It's probably because I okay, said oh, good. boy. Yeah. Well, you know oh, me. Yeah. I don't even. I don't watch South Park. So right. I had to consider really? that. Consider the uh, the generator yeah. of it. All right. He only watches Austin Powers. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> His and, and stops guy. at Mike Myers. There, there, there you go. go. That's six oh, that's a good impression though. Is, yes. is Shrek? If someone has a Shrek. Oh, I've got a Shrek. He does oh, have a Shrek. We've been there on this Mike, podcast Mr. Mike before. Myers over here. Oh, yeah. it's been on the podcast. Uh, I mean, I can do it for you guys. <laughs> of course. Um, the I, listeners are like, please, not I will again. never say no to a Shrek impression. Donkey! <laughs> Ogres have layers. That's good. Onions yeah. have layers. Ice cream, ice cream has layers. <laughs> ice cream is made in layers. Chocolate, vanilla, chocolate, vanilla. <laughs> That is good. Oh no, this is gonna be really this is gonna be really rough. <laughs> oh, you already sent one, Phil. I, 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 I sent it to Cassie. I believe in you, Cassie. Oh, she knows gosh. now you know how I feel with Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. You can ask for another one. You, you can pass. ask for another one if you want one. But this one's I feel like this one's pretty Yeah, yeah. Pretty it's like it's theoretically it, easy. Theoretically. But I feel personally <laughs> challenged yeah okay oh so excuse me david i was wondering um why is why is all the ice cream gone <laughs> <laughs> you look at oh. me it's gotta <laughs> be johnny Depp's jack sparrow <laughs> okay oh wow 
way. What? I wasn't there at all. I was not there at all. Oh, where'd you think it was? I, I needed more. I would not have been able to do that from just just that. That's why David and I are the superior team. Okay, but wasn't. Well, but wasn't the ice cream roll a good rule? I don't know. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's, it's it's worked well. <laughs> it's, it's, it's housed I, us I had well. No idea. I would have had no idea for that one. All right. So All our right, last eight one points for us. You guys have to get this. We have oh. to get this, and then we'll still lose. To I think. Tie? Right. Yeah. No. Then yeah. you would tie it up. Oh, we tie. We okay. Wait. Feet. Is there a sudden death? Like. <laughs> yeah, I think we're only at four here, David. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. But if you get this. Sunday. You would be on. Oh, I don't know. God. We've lot. We've really screwed the pooch here. I think, Phil. It's all right. It's this is more entertainment than anything else. Last one here. Oh God. Where do I even go with this? Um. God, it it goes. It's so bad. It's gonna go to. It's gonna go somewhere else. Okay. Uh. Okay. Listeners, we apologize for any stereotypes. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Alex. Do you happen to have any wonderful little fish that I can put into my ice cream? <laughs> can I can I specify? Is it region or person? Am David, I allowed? It, it is. It is region. Okay. Okay. Oh wow, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's almost worse. Because yeah. I was gonna go for like the the kid with the goat from Ed, Ed and Eddie, but now I'm uh. like <laughs> so niche. I know. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna say Swedish. Really? Oh my god! Yes. What? Oh, I thought he was Italian. I thought it was it like got Italian either... at the end. I was like, dang it! It's like, oh. I thought I was. I thought I was leaning um, towards like the Middle East or something like that, oh, like god. Yugoslavian or something. Like you were gonna pull something oh, crazy man. on me. It bleeds so much. Like it sometimes goes into German. Just once we get into there, oh, it goes into stronger accents that I have, but not Swedish. My God. It All gets right. so specific over there in Europe, you know? It really does. It really does. Well, somehow, some way, Cassie and David won. That that sounds right. That sounds, sounds like, right. I, sounds I, I, yeah, I believe it was ten points to eight in the end. I, although I was I trying to keep score, and then I think I recount. messed up somewhere because yeah, we we got mixed up in there. Hopefully, you at home have a better way of keeping score as as we here were just really getting lost in the sauce, and now we're all a little more hungry for ice cream. I I would like to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, thank you guys both yeah, for joining us. This is the us first today. time. This is the first time guests has ever have ever gone. Wait, hold on. Can we like can we like play this as well? <laughs> that's that's, that's Alex Crossland in a nutshell. I know. I was like, but I have a better idea. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. We're all still collaborating. Uh, Love it. Such well, a joy having you guys on. Yes, please. Truly. Please plug the socials. Plug plug your albums. Oh, of course. By the way, let's give you the, the floor here. All right. We're on Instagram and TikTok. Cass and Crossland. C-A-S-S-A-N-D. C-R-O-S-S-L-A-N-D. And then if you look for us on Spotify or Apple Music or any other streaming service, it's Cast and Crossland, but the and is an ampersand. Because you can't do that on the socials. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I think YouTube, you can find us either way if you search the word and or ampersand. I believe it's technically an ampersand, but you'll find it either way. I, this is the first time I've ever heard the word ampersand. Oh, it's a little, <laughs> little, Excuse me? I, I mean, I, 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 like, I made the connection. But I, I, don't, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard right, the, right, right. the actual well, now, word. That's a word you know. You're welcome. I learned something today. See, that's, this is why Cassie is a wonderful teacher. Even yeah. though 
I skipped she seventh grade science seventh where they, grade they taught all about ampersand. <laughs> ampersand, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The noble I'm, gases and ampersands, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, thank you guys. You guys have been wonderful to come along, and we'll, we'll definitely make sure to keep you in our hearts each and every episode as you bring us in and out. Thank you so much. That's so thank cool you guys. still. That's so cool. I know. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> And with a loss, I know it kind of got weird with that game, but with a loss, I go down to three and four. David, with that win, goes up four to three. Keep my wife's name out of your mouth. Keep it out of your mouth. All right, that oh, slaps. <laughs> how, how are we leaning too far into it? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it's right there, right? That slaps. Yeah, yeah we're 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 slapping a dead horse. All right, let's let's get For on. Me this week, the Chris Rock comedy special. <laughs> Jeez, the just, just kidding. All right, why uh, don't you start with your? Uh, why don't you start with your that slaps? Yeah, David. as promised last week, I'm still thinking about it right now. Uh, Coda cannot feature. Because Coda is already on that slaps so featured a few weeks ago when I watched it, um, so that one's already there. The the still the best movie I think from from this year's Oscars that wasn't nominated for Best Picture is the Worst Person in the World, and I really think you guys should check it out. It's a Norwegian film. You have to read subtitles, but it is so worth it. It's a gorgeous story, uh, just beautifully told. Uh, the acting is amazing. The cinematic choices are are. It's just it's just a a great watch. It's like it's it's soul food. Uh like it's just so human, so real. Uh it truly that slaps. That movie, it slaps. Oh, ooh, way to go. Leaving a mark. My goodness. So the the I told you last week that I would justify and I would make up for having missed out on putting a movie on that slaps this week i have fulfilled that my that slaps is actually a short film that i thought should have won the category it did not riz ahmed won it's called a, a short film called please hold my my favorite of the of the category i found it highly entertaining i thought it had a good premise i thought it was clear with what it did and i liked the acting performance of the main character i thought it was a very clever premise please hold called a it's a short film it was the oscar nominated film it slaps i want to say about please hold because i never saw it unfortunately i tried to find it online and i was trying to find it on certain sites that are that are well there's the law and things that are legal and then those sites are elsewhere let me say and uh and I, all i could search was please hold and <laughs> and most of what came up was porn it was like, please hold. Oh, wow. Blank, oh, blank, wow. blank. <laughs> well, don't watch those. Uh, I'm no. sure there's lots of slapping in there as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got a few thank yous to get to before we leave. Of course, we've thanked them in person, but we would very much like to thank uh, two very special guests on this podcast. David? Yeah, of course. Cass and Crossland. Thank you so much. Not only for the music that you that you hear uh, on the intro and the outro of this podcast, we absolutely we jam to it every time we record, but also for for gracing us with your presence on this episode and and having so much fun with us in that game as well. It was just terrific having you guys on. So thank you so much for your time, and of course, as usual, a a shout out to Jake Corlang. Thank you so much for the work that you have done behind the scenes for this podcast. 
Thank you to Josh Hans and Tara Amstutz for their wonderful contributions to the show as well. Could not do it without you guys. And we couldn't do it without you, the listener. Thank you so much for listening to all of our episodes, not just this one, of course. So if you did enjoy this one, guys, we've got a whole inventory back there, a whole storage room of great timeless content that you can listen to and listen through on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, even Google Podcasts, pretty much everywhere you can find your favorite podcasts, except for Pandora, because screw you, Pandora. Keep the bear's wife's name out your f***ing mouth. (laughs) 